0: that thing that ego like that's the jewel of this experience it's it's the leading edge right it's the part of you that's always going to have contrast that then lets you know where's that next point of expansion so it's working for you it's all a gift it's all helping us to sort of unwrap the next desire and the next frontier Hey guys it's Kathy Heller welcome back to the podcast i am excited to dive into today's episode i feel like it's really going to serve you but before we do i just want to say something that i really want all women to hear it is time for women to be building empires so that they can be beautiful stewards of wealth across the globe you know men in general they are running the boardrooms they are backing candidates. They're making policy. In general, I would say men give themselves permission to fully raise their hands to lead. They're raising venture capital funds. They're selling. They're growing businesses. And I would say in general, the women that I meet are hesitant. They are apologizing. They're afraid of being judged if they are selling, if they're raising their prices, if they're building empires, they want to be liked. They want to be pleasing. This is codependency and the time is up. Women need to fully step into their into their power and they need to also encourage other women to do the same. We need to normalize women becoming millionaires and billionaires. If you want to see where the world's decisions are made, follow the money. Mother Teresa said herself, it takes a checkbook to change the world. It's time to fully step forward. It's time to open our palms. It's time to put our shoulders back, to stop worrying what people think, to step into leadership. It's not about being liked. It's about being bold, being authentic, and being fully unleashed. So I want to let you know that I am here for that mission. And the applications are now open. For my mastermind in 2023, we have many of our current mastermind women who will be renewing. We will be finding out very soon how many of them will be exiting, which means that we will have a few spots open and we are going to be taking applications and interviewing those of you who want to join this next mastermind. If you want to do so, you can go to kathyhower.com slash mastermind and then we will read your application. And those of you who apply will be given a chance for a one-on-one coaching session, which is a free call. It's an interview to see how we can help you figure out what your what your next steps are for meeting your goals and seeing all those big dreams come to fruition. And then in that call, we can see if the mastermind is in fact the next right step. So you can go to kathyheller.com slash mastermind to apply and set up a call time. Also, if you want to start today rewiring all that's in your subconscious so that you are allowing in abundance fully, you can start my program, Abundant Ever After, right now. The live calls will begin in January, but right now it is on presale and it is less than it will be regular price in January. So you can get it now at a discount if you go to kathyho.com slash join. And that program will serve you at the highest level. And if you do join that program and you do decide to take the mastermind, you can apply what you spent on that towards the mastermind. And by the way, if you're an alumni of any of our programs, you can apply what you've spent on one of the programs towards the mastermind as well. So speaking of the mastermind, I want to give you a taste of some coaching that we have done in that container. And today I'm going to share a really powerful session that I had with one of our awesome women, Kate Kripke who is incredible. She's a psychotherapist. She's an author. She's the founding director of the Postpartum Wellness Center in Boulder, but she wants to lean more into her coaching and consulting and speaking. You can probably tell from her resume that Kate is a powerhouse and an achiever, but she feels like she's hitting an edge and she couldn't figure out why she's not getting the results she wants, even though she thought she was taking the right action. So we're going to talk about it. And you're going to see what we uncover so she can move into her highest vibration. The women in the mastermind each get a one-on-one spotlight time with me, as well as a VIP Voxer Day, as well as two beautiful retreats at Hotel Bel Air and weekly calls to level up their business on Zoom. So let's take a listen to this. Here we go. What's been stirring for you since that last big conversation that we had? So I have
1: become more and more clear about what I'm actually doing Because it's taken me a while to really understand, in my mind, the difference between my clinical work and this work, this sort of teaching, coaching, mentorship, thought leadership, speaking work. I feel I'm bumping up against an edge in that my clinical work at the Postpartum Wellness Center feels very different. I was telling um, Colleen that a lot of the moms, pregnant and postpartum moms that come to us there are really quite sick. Actually, they're really, really struggling with loss. You know, we work with loss and fertility, and it's hard, hard stuff that for me feels different than this sort of teaching and mentorship and coaching that I'm doing over here. But I think it's taken me a while to really decide for myself how do I talk about this other larger work that I'm doing? And I've sort of come to this obvious realization for me that really what I'm talking about is everyday maternal mental health and wellness, like every day, right? And that overlap between maternal mental health and child mental health, and that we are just integrated and feed off each other. And it is my very, very strong belief that in order to provide that sort of secure attachment that our kids need that sense of safety and holding and belonging and wholeness that as parents, we need to be able to tolerate the shit of (laughs) motherhood, all the waves, right? And so that's really where where I'm focusing now. And there's sort of a annoying conflict in the field of clinical work between Therapists and coaches. I I don't think it has to be there. And I actually think it's softening, but I can catch myself like a little worried about what people are thinking of what I'm doing. And so I'm sort of bumping up against that. I think that plays into what I brought up. It's metaphorical, but somatic. It feels like I'm like breaking out of the therapy room. You know, I'm literally like getting bigger and more expressive and sharing more of myself. And that feels really good. And I can. I can just feel that wobble in there. Yeah. One other thing I'll say is that I come from a background. Both my parents were very, very anxious, very successful, but very anxious. My dad had panic attacks and he was a hypochondriac. And my mom was one of the fat leaders in the mediation and arbitration world. Both my parents are lawyers and really broke glass ceilings and you know, I think I've always sort of wanted to be bigger than myself, but it's like, I'm like this duel between both my parents, right? One that lives in shame and the other that's like trying to be class president all the time. And I, and so I catch myself wanting to get bigger and do more and impact more people. And there's just that weird and like, I know I'm getting in my way from something. I'm all over the place right now. So no, I think the not. money is another, like today I got a call from my, my, Money, my bookkeeper, and she's like, you've got $3,000 in your account. So I'm in order to keep this going. I have to, I really want to figure out why the money is not the, the abundant financial abundances mm-hmm. is coming in because I'm a little stuck there. So I don't know. I just told you like four different things at once, but I feel sure. really clear about some things and muddled about other things.
0: So it's very big. And I think that Colleen and I can really support you and in- Moving through it like tonight within a minute. <laughs> I also think part of the reason we can support you in moving through it is sort of akin to what Colleen said to me the other day. She was having a conversation with a friend of hers and she's like, I'm listening to you and there's no problem here, but you think there's a problem here? Like I mean, it's fascinating, but, um, I totally a hundred percent get the whole continuum of all of this and how you feel. You know, I guess there's some benefit to the. Processing, but then at some point you're processed out. Like, and, and when we do the work that we do, or you're hanging out with any of those beautiful teachers you met in the coaching space, you know, Joe Dispenza is not a therapist. You know, he's a chiropractor who has a very heavy interest in neuroscience. And I said this this morning and you were on that call, you know, Deepak was, he was ostracized from the medical community until he wasn't. Yeah. But in the beginning, it was like, you know, you know, this is what happens with, with certain things when they bump up against certain rules that people have signed onto, you know, Galileo, his books were burned, you know, like the reason I say though, that it's nearly not a problem is because it's only a problem when we're trying to get the sort of cosign from those people who are literally holding themselves apart from the stream because don't you understand how important therapy is? And it's like, when you move into the world of Esther Hicks, like she would not agree at all with any of the things that people are presenting to you. When you were like, people are sick and they're, she would be like, they're not sick, Kate. Like, and then you would be like, but they are. And she would be like, but they're not. And Dispenza would be like, they're not. Because if I can get them in my grips for six days, they won't be sick anymore. But then there's a whole world of people who just want to, you know, go all in on that, which what's that is doing is it's, it's disempowering us, right? It's, it's putting us in ego and it's externalizing all of our pain and making us a victim of circumstances and anxiety. It's like, there will always be some cocktail of that anxiety, resistance, pain, disease, dis-ease, always when we're separated from source. And how that manifests is an infinite amount of ways it can manifest, but really and truly, the people in the blue zones, they don't have therapists and they don't have disease, but they're meditating every day and they're walking and they're eating plant-based and having wine. And I don't think you're talking about medicine and I don't think you're talking about sick. In that way. I think you're just talking about, look at it, it's hard enough to keep ourselves in the stream. Yeah. So when you're around people who are both the client and the clinicians who are yeah really inside of a matrix, uh, yes. it's heavy. Yeah. And I think what you've been experiencing is like, wait, uh Gabby Bernstein and Marianne Williamson are not therapists. Right. And it feels to me like there's something really helpful yeah. in their in their language and their books and da, da, da. And so there's a part of you that's like, I would love <laughs> to give myself the freedom of being who I am as I am and fully claiming all of the brilliance without having to meet people in any of this stuff. And there will be people who you can't reach right now who are going to not be able to get on board. They cannot get over it. They have to hear it a certain way. They're not interested in anyone like Gabby Bernstein. They're not interested in Esther Hicks. They're not going to go to a Deepak retreat. They're going to read books and they're going to go to see therapists and books that have letters after people's names. And they're going to look at that stuff and they want people to talk to them about problems and ADHD and postpartum and anxiety, and they're just not ready to let go of that. That's a whole swirl, right? But there's a part of you that wants to be able to take everything you know, right? Which is beautiful. You have a mosaic of like clinical work. You have a mosaic of having been inside the belly of the beast and come out and to be able to see the things that actually change your nervous system, that actually help another person. And you want to just share this book. And you want to speak to people who are quote unquote well, right? For everyday life because they're not well, right? It's a ding, 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 ding. The train's coming. Like they might not be sick yet, but they're living in fight or flight. They're living in stress hormone. That's not living well. They're not not sick. They're just not yet at a place where the symptoms are acute, but it's it's showing up constantly. It just sucks. They're out of the vortex constantly. And you want to talk to them now. And so it's time to free yourself and give yourself that gift. I want to let Colleen jump in before we move forward into this empire that you're going to build. You know, Kate,
2: when you came on that call like two weeks ago, and do you notice how like you moved on that call? And then now yeah. it's like that call never happened. Yeah. You know what I mean, and that's the part that Kathy's getting at when she's like, there's really no problem here. Yeah. Because it's just coming back to that coherence and really honestly making a decision to be like, I'm not going to be codependent on what these other people think. Like there is a point at which it's really a choice. It's a choice to choose a different thought, a different interpretation, a different belief. And we're so in habit and so in pattern of not doing that. But that's why we're saying like, there's no problem here. Like There's really not a problem. There's nothing more for you to process. There's nothing more for you to unpack except just literally allowing yourself to be like,
0: this is me. This is what I love to do. Mm. And here I go. Now is your, your moment where you get to free yourself and how fun would it feel for this next chapter of your life to get to say the words that to you, for whatever reason, they add up to your nervous system just like clicks into place. You know that's what that woman needs to hear. And it's a it's your own mosaic imprint, right? It's a combination of all those teachers, but it also is a combination of where you come as a clinician and how you learn certain things. And it's brilliant exactly as it is. And now that's why the people who are really meant to find you, that's why they're going to find you. I think people like knowing When they find out that Colleen is like, Oh, and she was a psychologist. It's like, Oh, I'm even more interested now in having you read me tarot cards because she likes to read tarot cards, but you're like, Oh, you get that. And you've already been there. You went to the circus. You saw the strings, you got off the trapeze and now you're going to show this to me. It's perfect. So I think that this is your moment. I do feel a shift from you since we had that conversation. I feel like you look just more light and bright and it's like somebody turned up the you know the the screen the brightness on the screen so let's play in the space of what would feel so good what do you really want to see and feel into what do you want to do with this book
1: the book was a little bit of a check something off my list thing i mean this book is a compilation of writing i've done for over a decade that i just pulled mm. together but it's like the p- pregnancy and postpartum work is not specifically where I see myself flying. Right. I mean, that's part of it because as soon as you consider being a mother, you essentially become a mother, right. right. I mean, With <laughs> such a, we all have that in us, whether we end up having a baby on the outside or not. Right. And so, mm-hmm. but I think where do I see me? I think I, I love speaking. I love teaching. I want to be on stages. I'm really wanting to shake up this bullshit idea of what it means to be a good mom, where good moms like spend all their money and energy on tutors and driving to soccer and disciplining the right way and really wanting, I mean, it's it's so funny. It's all the same thing, right? But really understanding that it's how we are and how we show up with our children, that creates the pathway for them to access their full, whole, true potential selves. It's not about where they go to summer camp and what sports they play and how good they're doing in their grades. And, you know, it's like this sort of fucked up idea of what we need to be doing to provide for our kids. And I'm wanting to really shake that up because, I mean, I say to everyone I've ever worked with, you're not my client. Your kids are my clients. We're working together to get you to a place where you feel really grounded in your sense of self and able to be resilient to the 72 waves that come at you today and find joy and pleasure and fullness. But we're doing that so that your kids have the platform and safe space that they need to be willing to be able to be their full sense of self, right? And so I want to shake it up. I want like a movement. I want like maternal mental health and wellness to be everyday conversation.
0: You see how much passion you have for the depth of what it is that you share and you're so clear about why you share it. Just for the purposes of this conversation, what I want you to see is we each come to this world to be creators and before we even begin to put those oxygen masks on those other people, the greatest, most incredible, most beautiful symphony we create is in allowing and being fully receptive to all the most unbelievably beautiful things to enter our vortex, right? And so when I say, what do you want? you'll tell me like a line, I want to be speaking. And then where you'll really spend your energy is you'll tell me about these people and where you want to, how you want to help them. And this is your time. And what happens is we get so pulled into this place where we disassociate from, you're the creator and your job every day is to like be able to feel from, from thought alone, it's like when uh, Mary Poppins is just like cleaning up the nursery. That's what we do with thought alone. Just clean up the nursery. We're just like, boom, boom, boom. And how we do that is when we get our conscious to line up with our subconscious. How we do that. I love when Joe Dispenza says it. He says it like this. If If you want to create by thought alone, you have to become thought alone. When we drop all the ways we kind of plug into this 3D reality and the ego and the resistance around it and the the way we kind of it's like we're not thought alone. <laughs> we've got all these people, what they think, what they need, like we've got a lot here, like a lot of stuff. When we kind of drop that, and you Realize how powerful you are, like Mary Poppins, like in a nursery, one thought at a time. One thought at a time that is not disrupted by resistance, that's your job. And really and truly, that is the job. Because if, if you go ahead and you do that, that's what all those women need to do. Right. Like the the reason people are miserable no matter what's going on is because they're not connected to that they are so convinced that they are somebody they wear this somebody suit and um this somebody suit gets them in trouble they get tripped up on it because this somebody suit is a pleaser that people have expectations of them they're limited there's just a lot of ways that there's somebody is like just a lot of shit in there and then it creates all kinds of stuff that goes on and so you, this is your moment. Like you're in the most beautiful, sexy, fierce time of your life. And God did not make you this beautiful and this gorgeous for you to not fully enjoy what it feels like to be in that 3D body. Like you are, you are prettier than Heidi Klum. Like you're a whole vibe. You are that. And so it's like, I want to see you be you, which is none of this shit. And when you do that, oh my God, the people around you are going to be like, oh, that's the oxygen. That's the Wi-Fi I needed. I got it now. I'm just around her. And I'm like, right? So if you are standing in the nursery and you're just kind of plucking things off the shelf, right? Moving them into, into alignment. What are you making? You came to create. Get on that that's stage. No question let's about so that. Good. Yeah, let's talk about it. So I have a question about
1: what you're saying. And then I have a question for you, Kathy. Okay. Great. But I'm going to start with the one that's hard to say, which is that I have admired you from the moment I heard you on Jonathan Fields podcast, right? I this is that. how it works, right? We just, you know, you find your voice and you're like, I like her voice. I hadn't even seen you yet. I was like, I want to hear her. first. Thank you. Okay. And then I literally have like done all your stuff, but after, I've done all the stuff. And then when I, not today, but in general, when I've gotten face to face with you, I've gotten off and been like, she does not like me, which is my shit. That has nothing to do with you. So I think my question, what I want to know from you is what are you feeling that I need to know, if anything, because my I know that there's something in my way of what you're describing, because I would say I feel like I'm doing that. Like I put a, I do a reel every day and I feel like I'm sharing, I'm showing up off. So I'm like, I hear you saying this and I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And I'm like, aren't I doing that? So what am I not seeing? Like, oh, first of all, that is
0: such a, that is like also just fascinating because I I really, really like you. It's Uh, my, it's my, no, I, I believe me. I've had plenty of those moments in my own, you know, uh hologram. So I get it. Um, it's all good. And I love that you can say it out loud. It, not, none of it's that. like my it's my like I'm not cool enough self. It's like, oh my god, you're way cooler than me. <laughs> way cooler on every level. Um what you just described is you're like, I'm getting the A. I'm I'm not just getting the A. I'm vulnerable, I'm kind, I'm beautiful, I'm resident. Totally. You totally are, and it's like. That is not at all what I'm referring to, right? What I'm referring to is being in creation mode. It's not about the effort and how good you are and how smart you are and how kind and how consistent. You will literally spin like imaginary webs of the most beautiful things simply, simply by being fully and Totally energetically summoning them to you. And we summon them to us by letting go of the disbelief in them, by letting go of the feeling of separation from them. It's a different altitude. It's a different station. It's not Kathy Heller and the podcast I'm putting out. I'm not creating with that. That's a different level of creation. The creation I do in the, now I think about like this morning, it, it usually happens at about 5.50 a.m. when I'm standing facing east. Jews tend to, we, we turn east towards Jerusalem. So I, I tend to meditate facing east, which is beautiful because it looks out my, uh, my window into the mountain. And, um, I'll just come through with the thought and the thought might be, I want to have Deepak come to our next event. I want to sit with Deepak. And then I'll just be like, feel into that one. What does that one feel like? And I'll just be like, order up, done. And it's like, I'll put the order in to the universe. And the reason I'll know it's done is when I fully feel how good it feels. And I go, yeah, good. We're done. We're good. But if I put an order up, and I can feel some level of like a little resistance or usually resistance it either comes in a feeling or it will come in a thought like, but is that the right date or da, 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 is that the right price? And I'll be like, oh, that one I'm not allowing in. That's fascinating. That order's not coming up because my subconscious is afraid of that one. Mm-hmm. My subconscious is protecting me from creating that. So I won't allow that in. And this is, it's, it's honestly maddening how easy it is. It's like, it is all bullshit. Like nothing is physical. So it's all signal. So it's like, if the signal is clean, it already happened. It's already on the way. It's like Amazon being like on the way. And I, I'm telling you, I get this because i get the universe i get the science i get the way it is i get that i'm not in the world the world's in me i understand it i can see it i under i just know it and so it's like that's what i'm talking about you got the a you're beautiful you got the degree you have more degrees than i do but in the creation it's the summoning it in and then you can start to become you get sensitive to where you're holding yourself back. And when you feel that resistance, you go, doesn't matter what I do today or how many reels I put out, I can feel that that feels like a. am not fully going to let that happen. I feel that. Okay, so let's talk about that. So where do you feel that? What are you summoning in? And where do you feel that kind of distinction? And all of the rest. How can you explain that?
1: So that download experience you describe, I have all the time. Like I have, I have to have a notebook by my meditate, my meditation space is right there. I don't know if you can see it, but I like have to have a notebook. So I have these moments where it's all clear. But even hearing you describe it, I see it's like from here to here, and it's like tightening. And I know that there's resistance in there to something. And I don't want it to be there, but I know it's there. I mean, you started today with something that was really helpful for me. And it's so freaking funny because it's what I say to my clients all the time. It's like, what if there's no problem here, right? And I'm like, you started this by saying, there may not be a pro I keep telling myself there's a problem. There may not be a problem that really resonates. But there's something energetic happening that is very much stopping this flow mm. because I, I can taste everything like today on my hike. I did this. I, you, you guys said something a few classes ago, but I'm like, oh, I know it's already written. Like, I know I will be speaking on stages and now I'm just living the stuff that gets me there. Like there's a part of me that tastes that and knows that, but then there's a part of me that's like, Uh-uh-uh. and I can't, See,
0: where this is what I do, Kathy. I'm like, I want to figure it out. No, you're doing yeah. so great. Colleen, do you want to jump in before I do? I
2: think part of the problem it. I mean, you talked about it when you're like, well, I catch myself wanting something bigger, or I'm wondering, like, when is the money going to show up? There's all these ways that you you'll have these beautiful moments in your meditation, but then you keep fixating almost on your current reality over and over and over again. And there's an attachment that is coming with all the beautiful things you're doing. You're like, but I'm I'm showing up and I'm high vibe and I'm sharing about this thing. And it's like those can all sort of be true. And there can also be an insistence that I need this to lead to X, Y, and Z. And I need this to be this, this, and this. And as soon as we have need, we're kind of fucked because we've knocked ourselves out of any true clean, higher vibrational state, because we're now attached to something that we are placing outside of ourselves, that is just going to be a never ending chase, right? You're never going to catch what it is you're looking for, because you're not the frequency of it anymore, when you're showing up from that space. So I feel like you're very achievement oriented. And I almost want to be like, can we just do things like, for no reason? Like, can we just do things for like, no purpose? Like." Does that just feel like apathetic and like a waste of time or like what comes up when you think of that?
1: Yeah. I mean, great observation. I think that sounds so freeing and fun and you're right. There is a deep, deep internal limiting belief for me. I know exactly where it comes from, you know, where I'm like, that is achievement oriented and it doesn't feel good. It does not feel good. I took my LCSW off of my name. I don't know if you can see my name right now, but...
0: Yeah, yeah, I remember you mentioned it. Yeah,
1: to, To that session, I took it off and I'm like, oh, it's just, there's still a part of me that's very achievement oriented. And then Kathy, I mean, Colleen, I think you're onto something because I think in many ways, I do need to drop that somehow, somatically, energetically. I can tell myself to drop it, but... It still is very much driving something in me that's also I can feel that it's getting in the way.
0: Right. And it it makes sense. That was a good good that you pointed that out, Colleen. I think that what's so magical about life and reality itself is how easy it is. It's such an immediate feedback. Mm. It's like you turn on the sound and you move the mic and you hear the feedback right away. It's like, We might not hear it with our physical ears. You guys, I just watched this TikTok, okay? And it was by this scientist. And he was saying that since everything emits a frequency, they just did this study where they were able to pinpoint the hertz, the frequency that a certain cancer tumor was emitting. Mm -hmm. So they found that frequency and they were able to come with tuning forks and they were able to cancel out that frequency and it broke down the tumor. So it worked for this person. And now there's other people in this clinical trial. Think about this for a second. Everything emits a frequency. And if they can play certain notes, they're now finding that with sound alone. So this doctor was saying, He was sitting in front of a piano and he was looking at DNA and he was charting based on the frequency of the DNA, each letter of it, what note it plays. If he could play the notes that would cancel it out to help certain ways in which DNA kind of gets poisonous, if they could rewrite the code and they're finding that it's responding to that. So when I'm working hard, I'm out because it's energy. So it's like the more energy, the more it's from thought alone, the more it's from feeling alone, that's when you're allowing in all the magic. And that's actually why it feels scary because your ego is so attached to being in control, efforting it into life. This is why people get sick, by the way, because we all programmed into ego. And so it's all on this level of effort. And it's like, you don't realize you're, you are more sound waves than you are like this thing called Kate that is separate from Colleen. There's really no such thing. So all of that, all of that, it's like we have to remind ourselves of like what actually is moving here, right? Why does an MRI take a great picture, a better picture than an X-ray? It's just using sound. Like that's literal. Like we're going to get a better picture (laughs) from sound than we are from a camera, right? Because it's all sound. It's all energy. It's amazing. This is why I'm like, just study science. Like you don't need to go into any self-help. It's like, it's all there. So it's playing the music. And that's why I say like, you can do those Instagram videos, but it's like, when you let go of the effort and you're just feeling like, so, so that that's where we go back to like, what's going on in your stomach. When you said, there's just a lot that comes up in my stomach. It feels tight. That's it right there. Right. And we all built that. We built that. Our egos built that. We saw the world incorrectly. We saw the world as separate and therefore it was a threat. And so we built a whole way to not be swallowed by the other waves. And that's what comes up in your stomach when I'm telling you, when I'm speaking to this other part of you, your stomach is like, hang on, wait, because Certain things give me a feeling of control and safety. And it was, letters after your name, not so much anymore. It was a lot of effort, less now. It was clinical work and talking about certain things around certain people in a certain way, not so much anymore. And there's a part of you that wants to just fully unleash into all the things that are are really lighting you up. So it really is actually your nervous system is just wired into a pattern of feeling scared when you let go of control. And all the things we're talking about are really in the letting go. And it just feels scary. And that's why I just happen to have this book next to me. I mean, I have tons of these kinds of books, but this book Into the Magic Shop, right? He's great. And he talks in the beginning about how every time he gives you a new trick that he learned from this woman, Ruth, he's like, she would say, calm your body down because your nervous system is going to fight you because it's just trained into that. So let's play for a second. Let's just let that be there, but let's see if we can play more of these notes. Okay. So you talked about speaking. Can you feel for a second? Let's see if we can bypass a little bit of the the, where the nervous system goes. Can we kind of like uh, fly above the clouds, right? Like in a when the pilot, you know, sees the storm and just goes, oh, we'll just go up here. What does it feel like? What does it feel like when it's the best possible version of that? Can you describe what are you wearing? What are you talking about? Where are you? What are the women in the audience like?
1: Yeah. I mean, I can taste it. So I'm walking on a stage. There's a thousands of mothers who really are feeling gratitude for an opportunity to work less hard in service of loving their children. And I'm crying. I mean, I'm crying. And some of them are crying. And there's nothing separate. I think that's what I love about my work is like, we're all just mothers. We're all just doing it. Yep. Yep. You know, I've done a, I have done a lot of speaking and the best, most yummy, delicious speaking events are when I do not plan and it feels good. And I know I am shaking things up for people in a way that's really important. And it's that exchange. It's that exchange of energy and love and excitement and possibility. Yeah, I know
0: exactly what it feels like. That was so beautiful. What I loved about that was like, I could taste the oneness, which is why you don't like to plan because you just want to be present with them, which is all anyone is hoping happens when they're at any conferences. Like someone just come on stage and connect, you know, and I can feel, I can see you in your beautiful, like white linen, like just flowy, just with like a few bangles, like some like gold things and like, just like this loose fitting, sexy, alive, spiritual vibe. And I can see you crushing. Like I can see you being the best speaker of the summit. People leaving there saying like, I know that was great. And that person's PowerPoint had some great graphics, but Mm -hmm. Kate's talk, I came for Kate's talk, you know, and like, Kate, just like you said, I heard you on Jonathan Fields podcast. It's like, I see you on Jonathan Fields podcast. Like that's like, that's totally your zone, you know, and um, let's keep going because it's like, this is here, this is here. So that's, that's number one. And, and what else, what else would feel so good? Give me something that's not even in the work, but in the experience of getting to be, living your best life like are you sitting in like first class oh by yourself I with, am like, books?
1: so I do? know exactly what it is I am sitting in a shoe store and I'm buying myself a fucking expensive pair of boots because I am the queen of consignment queen and I love we have a local consignment store here and I love the woman who owns it and I feel like I'm It's like makes shopping feel like I'm doing something good for the earth because we're like, it's sustainable. And I am like buying and fancy ass pairs of boots and I am not apologizing for it. I'm also very much at like, you know, Boulder. This is like the home of wealthy progressive liberals here in Boulder, Colorado. Sure. But people don't actually donate a lot of money here. It's weird. but. I'm in a fucking thing and I am dressed to the nines in my fancy ass boots and I am donating some kind of money that people are like, you know, when people raise that thing and everyone looks at them and they're like, who just did that? I'm doing that. And I'm going to like really nice places for vacation. My husband and I love design and he's an artist and I just we're going to go to Japan for 6 months with our girls in
0: 2024. We're going to put put them in school in Tokyo
1: and go travel Japan,
0: Japan. That is so cool. I mean, Tokyo is so high vibe. What a cool experience. Wow. And I want to stay in a really freaking nice place.
1: So I it's like high curated, very thoughtful, high-end beautiful things that feel good.
0: And In addition to speaking, what else lights you up?
1: Well, I love teaching. So I'm launching a course in January and I'm getting excited about that. I don't know if I want to do one-on-one stuff so much anymore. I think I, it's funny, Kathy. I mean, I really have been blown open and many, I remember doing, interviewing with you guys for the mastermind and in my mind, I don't want a big group, but I'm like, it's all happens in the group. So I want to do more of that. But I have a podcast that I freaking love and I want to do more of that and speaking on other people's podcasts. So it's when I picture it, it's a lot of being in front of people who are ready to shift. I mean, it's basically being you, Kathy, in the field of healthy maternal mental health and wellness.
0: That is, that is such a compliment. And there is so much room because what does it really mean? And I so appreciate it, right? It's like, if I'm a lamp, I want to be able to shed light. So it's like, I feel the grateful that I can direct whatever will I have to, to putting the light on. And that's why there's plenty of room for you to do that, because that's all you're really saying. And there's a world of people who are going to spend this much money to hang out with that much resonance. And it's just resonance, right? Because it doesn't matter what shirt she has on in the live, it doesn't matter if her hair's up or down. So then you're like, I think I can offer really clear, clean, strong energy, just all they want, right? How is it that James Wedmore, like makes this mastermind and then has this thing. It's like, he's just like, I'll do it. I'm in great. This is what I'll charge for it. And so, you know, there's lots of room. For you to make millions of dollars, like you are kick-ass. You are so cool. You are so pretty. You are so beautiful. You are so sexy. And spiritually, like you give off so much good stuff. So now it's like, let's just feel that we're going to allow that in without resistance. It's like, ooh, okay. I'm going to be on the stage. 11000 a pop. 20,000 a pop, 50,000 a pop, 60,000 a pop. And when I get off the stage and people want to find me, what I have going on throughout the year is like, I'm taking 20 women to Paris and it's $15,000 and you got to fly yourself there. You know, I'm taking 30 women meeting a week on Zoom, every week on Zoom. We're doing one retreat in Sedona. We'll figure out how to pay for it once everybody's in. And it's $25,000 and let's go. And they can't wait. They can't wait for you to put it out there because they're all looking for it. The people you're meant to serve are looking for it right now. People say to me, you don't understand. I was so grateful that you, this is exactly what I needed. I needed exactly this kind of coaching. I needed exactly this kind of container and I happened to stumble upon you and I'm so glad and let's go. So. How does it feel to let that happen? How good does that feel? How would that change your experience of your life? And how how much fun would that be to just lead from that place?
1: I mean, it's funny. It feels so good. And there is that part, there's
0: that teeny tiny part that's like, yeah, that's not going to happen. So that's the part. What is that part about? What do you think that's really about? Like, what is that saying? Why? Because no one can afford it? Or is it because they won't give it to you? It's the same dumbass shit that makes me think you don't like me. It's like,
1: I'm not cool enough thing. And let me be clear. Like, I've been working with this part of me for so freaking long. And so I'm really learning to like, put her under my little wing and be like, yeah, it's okay. And I think it's the same thing so many people talk about. It's like, I can see that for other people, there's something blocking it, which doesn't make a lot of sense.
0: Colleen, what are you hearing when she says all of that? What comes up? What's that about?
2: Well, I hear you telling me, I want to be in front of people who are ready to shift. And then I hear you not being ready to shift. (laughs) Totally. Totally. I literally, like if Kathy's like, what do you hear? I literally hear, I say this with love, wong, wong, wong. Like I literally don't even hear it as like, it's cause it's not resonance, right? And it's like, you're like, no, there's something there. There's something there. I'm, I know it's like, I'm convinced there's something there. And it's like, we go back to the beginning of the conversation, and we're like, there's nothing. There. I know. It's, it's just an illusion. Totally. It's not, there. So when you're like, there's something I won't let go of. It's like, yeah, you won't let go of your willingness to create the space and opening to allow life to be that good.
1: Yes, that feels right. It's like, all I have to do is put it down. I mean, I, it's like, I keep carrying it with me and I keep trying to like tell everyone (laughs) about it, which is really silly. I just
0: need to put it down. And that's what's so beautiful. I mean, Colleen, thank you for that very astute, you know, lens, because here's the thing is like the cost of admission to people paying you is having the courage to put it down. Yeah. Because believe me, every person I know and every chapter of mine there's that feeling of my own shit going, really? You're going to let that happen. You're going to let yourself feel that good. You're going to let yourself get paid that much. And my ego's like, oh, lower the price. All will you know, over the years, it gets easier. But every time I, I come up against that, I think to myself, exactly what Colleen just said, who am I to tell women that I'm going to allow them? Colleen, what is the words you said? How did you just say that so well? You said, I hear you saying you want to do X for these women, but you're not doing X. What were the words you used?
2: Oh, in front of people who are ready to shift
0: that. Right. So it's like the cost of admission is literally you go first and by you going first. So I would say it to you this way. I would say to you, I want you to feel like literally energy wise from a feeling standpoint. I want you to feel where in your stomach you feel that feeling of nausea or resistance come up when you're like, here's my program. It's $25,000 for this many women. And you can feel you putting it in the world and then you feel a little bit of this like trepidation. It's like, that is it. It's all an illusion, but it really matters. And so the idea here is in order for you to help those women shift, where would you need to have... Courage here. Like, how would you need to energetically move out of codependency and this limited ego survival or bullshit in order to actually do your job? And when you do that, you open it all up and it feels, it's amazing because it might feel so scary in that moment. And then it'll pass. And then there'll be a next level of where you will meet up with that feeling of like resistance again. And then that will break through also. And part of it is that's the game. That's the game because the satisfaction you get is in the courage of overcoming where your ego meets up with you. And you see right there, you go all the way to the point where you really actually have free will and you choose the courage. Let me say it this way. There's actually a beautiful uh, teaching by a rabbi in like the 12th century. And he said, we really think, we think we're using our free will all day long, but we're not because 99% of what you're doing it's not a choice. It's just a habit. You know to do the right thing. You're not challenged with everything all day long. You're not having to use free will to make a choice, right? Like there's certain things you're not doing. You don't have to decide not to kill someone today. It's not happening. You're way beyond that. There's no free will choice, but maybe speaking gossip, there might be a moment. Right? But a lot of times, no, you've, you've gotten that one down. You're not just going to run your mouth, but there might be a moment where like it's your sister talking about your mom and you feel like, should I, should I? And then you go, let me just lay into her. This is what really happened. And you go, S- you know, I just like spun out some negativity. Hmm. So that might be where your free will shows up sometimes and you're like, can I just get over that one? Can I just finally win? And then you'll win that one. And then it'll be something else. It'll be like your weight or like diving into like bags of chips. And you're like, damn it. Like, right. So my point is there's a certain place where we actually have free will, where we're actually up against our ego and you can feel it. And then it's the coolest thing to look at it from that standpoint. Cause it's like, oh, that's all that actually matters. It's like, where in this whole experience of life, is there actually a choice? And if that's the one I'm able to move the checker piece around, I just moved into a greener, wider pasture because of that choice. Because there's no other choices. You know those. They're programmed. They're autopilot. And that's what Gay Hendricks talks about with like your zone of excellence and then your zone of genius. It's like, he goes, your zone of excellence, that's bullshit. It's not satisfying. It's your it's, it's wired in that's not Michael Jordan in game seven, like up against like Steve Curry, like whoever that would have been for him, Seth Curry at the time. Like that's where he's going to use his free will only then. Cause the rest of it is like, he can do it in his sleep. It's not satisfying, but if it's in that moment and the clock's down to like 19 seconds and then he gets the three point shot, that's the whole season for him is that moment, right? So it's so exciting when you find it. Cause you're like, Oh my God, this is my point of breakthrough. If I can show up and just rip the bandaid off and say to the world, hello girls. This is what I charge to speak. I'm available. Hello world. I'm here for you. Like come, come forward. I'm calling you forward from your soul. I'm calling you forward from the part of you that needs me to charge this because you want to be able to charge this, that needs me to hold this space because you want to be able to hold this space. So I'm shifting first. And then you do that. Oh my God, the reward for that. It's giant. It's so big. There's not really anything left for you to know or talk about. It's just a matter of being like, I can see it so clearly, right? I either make this choice or this choice. And it's kind of cool that she said that. And then I i I shared this thing about like using our free will and like actually being up against our ego and choosing receptivity. You get all the points. You hit the jackpot when you do that. And it's just going to be a matter of like, I'm doing it scared. I'm doing it though. I'm doing it is the key. You don't have to be like, I'm not scared about it, but I'm doing it. Because by doing it, you're showing that like there might be fear, but it's not the deciding factor. You're doing it anyway. What would be one little step that you could take to move forward in courage?
1: I mean, it feels this whole thing that we're talking about today feels so energetic. This is like a deep, deep, deep somatic exercise for me. It's like a really big step in letting go of something that I've been carrying with me my entire life.
0: Right. Colleen, what are you thinking when she's saying this is such a big somatic thing that's like my whole life that I have to let go of.
2: Well, I think maybe it's like you said, with like your little self, you take her under your wing, like you're never going to let go of everything. I think when we talk about like stepping into this vibrational frequency, it almost like our brain extrapolates to the fact that it's just like utopia. (laughs) Therefore, like all the time or something. And so then any resistance that we bump into, we like chicken little around it. And it's like the utopia doesn't exist without resistance. It's always going to be there because it's the nature of expansion. And so that's right. You're always going to bump up against new stuff. And yeah, sometimes it's always going to remind you of something in the past that that can happen. Right. And sometimes it is somatically activated because the shit can be deep. Right. And. You don't have to be a prisoner to it. It doesn't have to be something you have to let go of or release or no longer hold on to. It's just more allowance around like not making it such a big deal, right? Like again, like where does the attention go? Where does the energy go? It's like, it gets your attention. Ooh, I'm out of the stream. Great. Okay. That's all you need to know. Like Kathy says, it's either static or you're like in tune. That's it. And so do we need to understand, well, like what gradation of static do we have today? And what are the origins? And like, let's examine all of this. And it's like, let's not, it's static. That's all we need to know. It's a signal to us, get back in the stream. And I don't know. I'm just a fan of on some levels, less figuring out and more just letting yourself keep coming back and realizing I don't need to make a big deal. I don't need to understand it. I just need to feel good.
0: And I love this, what Colleen is saying. And Esther Hicks talks about this and all the rabbis talk about this and all of the Buddhists talk about this. And Rupert Spira said this to me, like that thing, that ego, like that's the jewel of this experience. It's, it's the leading edge, right? It's the part of you that's always going to have contrast that then lets you know where's that next point of expansion. So it's working for you. It's all a gift. It's all helping us to sort of un- wrap the next desire and the next frontier. And so it's the best. It's all and it's part of the way we're designed. So it's great. And it doesn't just go away. It's like that I so I say to you, I say to you guys, you can comfort your nervous system actually by telling yourself, don't you worry. I will have yet another problem for you to defend mm. me against. Mm. I'm not going to let go of you completely. I'm not just walking into this like dropping this somatic lifetime of like pain. I think that there's that other idea of like, if you're on a ship and you have your compass, right? Your North, South, East, West. I'm like trying to draw it really quickly, but like you're on the boat and let's say you put it, like, you know, the the boat is clocked to head, you know, not this way in this direction. And if you change it two degrees, just two, And you're on that boat and you just shifted two degrees. If you keep going 20 more miles, you Mm. wind up in a different continent. Mm. Two degrees, you are in a different continent. And that's exactly what Colleen is saying. And that's the only way that we can actually do it. Like we can't drink out of a fire hose. You'll, you'll choke and you'll, you'll vomit and you'll die. You'll, you won't be able to breathe, you know? So it's two degrees. It's saying, okay, I can just feel right now where I just shifted a little bit and I'm going to take an action. I'm going to move into allowing at this place. And then I'm going to be ready to move another two degrees. But those two degree moves are huge.
1: It's like funny too, because, you know, like my book just, I spoke on 12 podcasts in the last two weeks, other people's podcasts and virtual speaking. It's not like I'm not doing it, but I'm like telling myself I'm not doing it. Do you know what I mean? This is really interesting for me. This is so, so helpful because it's so interesting for me to see my, Talking about a ship. I can like see where I'm like leaning to one side or the other.
0: You know what I mean? So this is this is the move. And it's like wherever you can move to, even if it's just two beautiful degrees, can you tell your nervous system yeah. that you're safe enough to move those two degrees? Yeah. And feel it for like 90 seconds, what it feels to just move two degrees. And then from that place. Can we allow the synchronicity to come? And then, wow, how good will that feel? It starts to feel really good. And that feeling really good is the gift. And from that feeling really good, you just might bump into something that feels like magic because you moved two degrees. It's a lot. I mean, think of the people you know in your life It'd be interesting if we kind of charted them, like if we gave everybody a color, you know, there's like the Roy G. And it's like the lighter colors were lighter energy shades and the darker ones were people with heavier energy. Isn't it amazing that without even having ever thought about this, you could literally place people along that rainbow right now? Like if I, if we just talked about everyone, you know, you'd be like, you just know immediately And then there's people who you can see, gosh, this one, she's not that much further from this one, but it's so different. It's just so different. And it's only a little bit different. And it's a lot. You with a two degree shift, it's everything. You don't need to fix it all tonight. I would love to see you just hold that feeling to Mm -hmm. see if you can sustain it. And then, uh, you know, put that, put that order into the world, that order, order that from the universe and see just if you can allow that to come in, because I do see you on that stage. And I also see you having the most appreciative women in the world sitting in your mastermind. Mm -hmm. I see the most appreciative, happy from the deepest place inside of them, women to pay you that money to be with you. Like I see a level of beauty and expansion and opening happening for them because you arrived and you made yourself available. So let's see if we could maybe put it out there. Maybe we just put it in your Instagram stories. This is what I'm doing. Eight women at my house or over here on this date, you know, end of January this is what it looks like. Let me know if you're interested. Like maybe we just play there. How much would you love to get paid for women to come to your house for a retreat or to go somewhere with you for a retreat? How much would you like each person to pay? What would I mean, you do? these questions are
1: so awkward for me to answer. I mean, Kathy, you know, when you had us on the first, one of the first days in the abundant ever after write to check to ourselves for a million dollars. That was such a funny and fun experience for me because I am money is such a funny thing. I mean, again, I think there's some dumbass social worker stuff in there <laughs> for me, but what would I want people to pay? I don't know, 10 grand for a long weekend.
0: Why don't you just put it out there?
1: Because then I'm like, okay, but I can't charge as much as Kathy Heller charges. That's what my brain does.
0: So weird. Yeah. Well. The only thing that the people who pay that with me are paying for is whatever like level of energy they get off of this relationship.
1: Yeah, it's funny. There's like an earned thing for me. I'm like, well, Kathy has earned the right to charge that much, but I haven't earned the right to charge that much. That's what my head does.
0: Yeah, you just decide if you do. That's what I was saying. (laughs) This woman, Melanie Ann Lair. She started her business in 2017 and Kate was, my friend Kate Northup was like, oh my God, she's basically like, she was in diapers when I had been at my business for 12 years already. Like what, what is that about? So that's exactly what they want to get from you is the lack of that concept. Like the reason people will pay to come here is because they know without a shadow of a doubt that I'm going to stand for what really is and that none of that stuff is actually in the game. And therefore they can just allow in tons of yummy stuff, but it doesn't have to come through those people. Look, you already got an offer for your business. So anyway, I think that you have your assignment. It's a two degree shift. And even if it's scary, and even if nobody says yes right now, I think that it would be so helpful for you to put it out there and just feel like, oh, I wrote words. I put them out there. How did that feel?
1: And that's what I did for my course that I'm launching in January, but I don't think I'm charging enough for it. (laughs) That's probably a whole other hot seat conversation. I mean,
0: No, it's the same conversation right? People just want to be free of all this. They want to be free of it too. And so they'll pay anything to go somewhere where somebody says, those are not the rules here. Yeah. You know, where we're going, it's like Doc Brown, where we're going, we don't need roads. You know, that's all they want. And when they're around that, it's everything. It gives them everything. There's no amount of money they wouldn't pay to walk away with that reframe. There's no amount of money. But in order for you to get paid to give them that, which is all they really want, you have to live it and you have to trust it and you have to know it. And when you go there, there's no, there's actually nothing sticky or scary because you're, you're just moving from energy. You're not moving from, from ego. And so it feels really freeing. Yeah. And then they get to go ahead and do it. That's how we teach them how to turn on abundance. So anyway, I think this is going to keep bothering you and bothering you until you just say, I'm going to take the key and open this door for myself because the door's right here and it's actually already unlocked. I'm just going to walk through it. Yeah. Yeah, and you will feel amazing and then you'll have another hoop to jump through. So don't worry, get excited about that one. Let this one go so you can actually get to the next hoop. And we're rooting for you. We're rooting for you. Thank you so much to both of you. It It was really fun. All right. Well, I hope you got something valuable out of that. I want to give Kate a huge thank you for letting us share this because I think it really is important. You can go give her some support on Instagram. She's at Kate Kripke, K-A-T-E-K-R-I-P-K-E. And her podcast is called Motherhood Uncut. All right, here are the takeaways. Number one, you don't have to be codependent on what other people think. There's a point at which it's really a choice. It's a choice to choose a different thought, a different interpretation, a different belief. Number two, we each come to this world to be creators. The greatest, most incredible, most beautiful symphony we create is in allowing and being fully receptive to all the most unbelievable, beautiful things to enter our vortex. Number three, if you want to create by thought alone, you have to become thought alone. Number four, being in a creation mode is not about the effort or how good or how smart or how kind or consistent you are. You spin imaginary webs and the most beautiful things simply by fully and totally energetically summoning them to you. We summon them to us by letting go of the disbelief, by letting go of the feeling of separation from them. Number five, there's plenty of room for you to make millions of dollars. There's a world of people who will spend that much money to hang out with that resonance. Number six, the cost of admission to people paying you is having the courage to put down your resistance. The cost of admission is you go first. Number seven, the ego is the jewel of this experience. It's the leading edge. It's the part of you that always has contrast and tells you that next point of expansion. It's all a gift. And number eight, the door is already unlocked and open. All you have to do is walk through it. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening to the show. It just means so much to me. I love this community that we've been building. And there's so many good episodes that are coming up on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you're listening, make sure you're following along. And if you're a fan of the show, then share, share the show, text it to someone, share it and leave us a review and a rating because it helps this movement to grow and for people to start to hear about it. And if you know someone who needs to hear this conversation, please post about this on your Instagram and you can tag me at Kathy.Heller and you can tag Kate as well at Kate. K-R-I-P-K-E. And last thing, I want to remind you that applications are now open and we are setting up one-on-one interview calls to do a little bit of coaching and explore what in fact is the next right step for you. If you want to get in on that, you can apply at kathyheller.com slash mastermind. And if you'd like to begin seeing the abundance pouring into your life, the program Abundant Ever After is available right now for you to get started on rewiring your subconscious mind, changing the energy, changing what you're allowing to flow to you. It is so powerful. The results that people have had, you can join that right now at kathyheller.com slash join that is abundant ever after. So there's both an opportunity to join that as well as an opportunity to apply for the mastermind. And if you have taken any of my programs, you can apply what you have spent on one of those programs to the mastermind. I love you so much. I'll leave you with a song. Have a great weekend.